0: This program is brought to you by The Living Church Boise. This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1, The Voice. You know, God, He invites us to this adventure, but He has to be the captain of your adventure. He has to be the captain of your expedition. You cannot do it on your own. If you've ever been out in nature, which by the way, looks like a lot of people are going out, man, the road to McCall is always crowded. It's crazy. It's really hard to go for a ride and not be stuck behind traffic, Right. It's crazy. But if you go go look at nature, the reason why we're fascinated with nature and trees and snow and mountains and stuff is because it makes you feel insignificant. It's something that typically in your workplace, and your family, you don't get to feel. You, it makes you feel small and it, you realize that there's something much more greater than you. And God is a God of unlimited creativity. I mean, try to fathom that, okay? Unlimited creativity. Uh, we went for a ride couple of days ago, and, and I was just looking at the trees, man. And every time I look at the trees, it's almost like God gave the mountains a beautiful haircut. You know, it's like beautifully layered it, and it just fascinates different colors. It's so amazing when you look at those trees just pointing up. And, um, and we were in McCall and I couldn't, just couldn't get over just how beautiful it was. And nature fascinates us because it points us to a creator. And in life, as you walk through life, God wants you to be fascinated with what He's calling you to, but He doesn't want you to live this on your own because He loves you. Not because he's a control freak. Because he says, listen, you need a captain for this adventure. And I have to be your captain. And, and that's why, as he walks you through life, sometimes he walks you through hard times, so you'll take your eyes off of the eye and fix your eyes on the God with unlimited creativity. Look at how Solomon puts it. Are you tracking with me so far? Am I just like talking to myself? Okay, good. As you... <laughs> This was funny because I I was writing this, I was like, man, Solomon, you're crazy, man, the way you write stuff. Everything is like such an illustration. Okay, verse 5. As you do not know the way the spirit comes, into the, comes to the bones in the womb of a woman with child. So you do not know the work of God who makes everything. Dear God, what a powerful verse this is. I mean, I don't want to get off on a rant on how even an embryo is a life that God is breathing into. It's God who knitted you while you were in your mother's womb. Do you know that? Yeah. I mean, He knows you. Intimately. Intricately. He stitched your DNA. I mean, He made you so unique. With a plan and a purpose. I mean, you might have been sick and, you know, um, and they don't have as much energy as other people do. Or you might be a foreigner from another country. You might have different talents from other people. But God made you. And the God that made the trees made you. The God that made the sky made you. The God that made the stars made you. I mean, when I was reading this verse, I had to take a break and go look at all the pictures on the NASA website. Just watching the stars and the galaxies and the same God that named those galaxies made you and me. And I'm blown away by that. My parents didn't realize how special I was. I mean, not in a weird way, special. But God does. Not because they don't want to, because they cannot fathom it. God sometimes will walk you through hard times for you to get your eyes off of the eye and fix your eyes on the God with un limited creativity. And he says, listen, man, you have no idea how that happens. I mean, scientists can study as much as they want, as much as they can, and they can uncover a lot of things, but they can never fathom and understand where does life come from? Where does it even come from? Life, it's a mystery. It's like love. We don't understand it. And and Solomon is saying, listen, man, you have no idea the way the spirit, the breath comes to the bones in the womb of a woman with child. So you do not know the work of god who makes everything this is a beautiful thing isn't it i tried so hard i tried so hard god i tried so hard and god says you do not know the mysteries of the way i work you don't understand the simple ways of how i brought this person that you're pouring into into this world i breathe my life into them you do not understand your job is to trust me cast your life on as many things as you can on as many different varieties of people as you can in every way you can be patient and continue to trust me There's no perfect weather, storms will come, trees will fall. You trust me and sow in faith. I am the Lord of the harvest. You do not understand the mysteries of the way I work. I will do my work. You don't understand the mysteries of things. This is funny because sometimes this kind of foolishness. We think that foolishness, when you do not know, should make you run away from God. But a true believer, when he does not know, will lean more into God. Not because God's a crutch for him, because God becomes a stretcher. Mm -hmm. I'll say that again. For us as believers, if you know Jesus... When hard times come, you don't run away when you do not know what God is doing. You actually lean even closer into Him. People who do not know Jesus who just there because they want the blessings alone and not the hardships, not the discipline, when hard times come, they run. That's what the Apostle John says, Man, those people were not off us. If they were off us, they would have remained with us. Believers will lean in more and such kind of foolishness when we don't know makes us grow in faith because faith actually needs a problem for it to grow. If there was no problems, you wouldn't grow in faith. And sometimes God will walk you through hard times. I tried so hard so that your faith can grow. Take your eyes off of you and fix your eyes on a God of unlimited creativity. Look at the last verse. He says, In the morning, sow your seed. And at evening, withhold not your hand. For you do not know which will prosper. This or that, or whether both alike will be good. What he's saying is, don't stop working. Don't stop living your life. Don't stop... Living the adventure that God's called you to. In the morning, live your adventure. In the evening, live your adventure. Go to work, live the adventure. Come back home, live the adventure. You're sitting, hanging out with your kids, live the adventure. In every area of life, ask yourself, how can this be a great expedition of faith in you, Jesus? Cast my life on everything I can, on every person I come across. Let's look at this verse again before we close. First Corinthians 15, verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be... Thank you. And immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. It's not useless. You can never be sure what effort you put in will prosper and which one will fail. But don't stop sowing. If you never sow, you'll never reap. Invest in people. Invest in the kingdom of God. Invest in the work of God. Invest in your family members. Invest in your workplace. Look around like a madman and invest in the lives of every single person you come across. You might be in a family right now where you poured for many 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 years and you've not seen any fruit and you could say I tried so hard. You would not know the mysteries of the way God works. Don't give up now. Look at life as this great expedition, a great adventure in faith. Would you please stand? We'll pray and we'll close. And as you're standing, um, I want to tell you about one of my favorite missionaries real quick before we pray, a guy named William Carey who came to India. Like I said, he was the one who said, attempt great things for God, expect great things from God. I think this man's life really sums up this passage really, really, really well. You see the baptist mission didn't want to send him as a missionary to india because he was a cobbler he was a shoemaker and they said what's a shoemaker going to go to india and preach but he realized that his life was called to be an expedition in faith a great adventure that god was calling him to his wife said i don't want you to go to india i'm not going to go to india he managed to convince her they go to india just a couple of years later he finds himself burying his five-year-old son peter in the indian soil he gets malaria, his son gets malaria and his his son ends up dying it was so hard on the family that his wife she loses her senses she actually goes mad if you read the biography of William Carey it's really heart-wrenching for seven years for seven years he tried to pour into the people of India and there was not one person that wanted to give their life to Jesus because at that time the English was not painting a very good picture of Christ in his little biography it says He writes, I'm a stranger in a strange land. No Christian friend, a large family, and nothing to supply their wants. In other words, he says, I tried so hard. I left everything. I left my home. I come to this third world country in India. And God, for you, because you called me, you said this adventure is for me to say yes to. And I came, and now I'm burying my child. My, My wife has lost her brains. And then he writes, well, I have God. And his word is Sure. In seven years he learned the local language and translated the New Testament and after seven years a guy named Krishna Pal gave his life to Jesus. After seven years one guy gave his life to Jesus and he gets baptized. Carey he continues to expect great things and over the next 28 years he and a language expert, a pundit they translated the entire Bible into India's major languages Bengali, Oriya, Marathi, Hindi, Asami, Sanskrit and parts of 209 other languages and dialects talk about throwing your bread on the waters 209 other dialects, done gone. the Bible that my mom used to read in Tamil was translated by William Carey he also helped abolishing a system called the Sati system which in India because of reincarnation that they believed in whenever a husband would die they would throw the wife on the fire that the husband is burning in when he was being cremated because they wanted him to have his wife in the afterlife and an uh, English missionary helped to abolish that what a beautiful thing talk about investing your life but this is how it ends by the time Carrie died he had spent 41 years in India without a break or vacation his mission could only count about 700 converts and a nation of millions in 41 years he gave his life buried his children lost his wife he learned as many languages as he can, started a printing press, translated the Bible. The printing press burnt down, went back and did it all over again. Only about 700 people in, in, in 41 years of spending his whole life. But listen to this. But he had laid an impressive foundation of Bible translations, education and social reform. Isn't it true? And even until today, the Sarampur University is well known. Amazing preachers come up from that seminary, Started by William Carey and his ministry you might be saying i tried so hard you might not see the effects of you casting your life on people in your lifetime but who knows maybe god's calling you to leave a legacy for generations maybe this, the sun that you poured into just as one child maybe you wouldn't see anything come of it in your lifetime but who knows man who knows that's why Sometimes we just got to take our eyes off what you're doing and trust the mysteries of God and put it into his hand Let's keep green things. You give it your best pray that it's blessed. Jesus will take care of the rest Let's pray my father my king. Thank you Oh Lord, what a good God you are Father, I pray that in this room that there will be people right now (laughs) That you would once again call to kingdom work God We don't want to just do busy work. We want kingdom work, O Lord, where we see your hand move in power, where we see the, the strongholds of the enemy torn down. Father, I pray for those that have the anointing of specific ministries that you would call it once again. God, even if it's in a new season, in a new way, let's not grow weary in doing good. For we know that our labor is not in vain. Father, I pray for those that are tired, being steadfast those that are tired and want to give up god encourage and strengthen them now O lord strengthen them O lord father let the living church truly be a church where there are there are giants of faith over here who are not going to give up who will constantly be pouring their life out upon every single person they come across with and, and live it in patience knowing that one day my king we will stand before you and hopefully we will be those servants who will hear those words well done well done good and faithful servant Teach us, Lord, to invest not only in the things that are comfortable and easy but even the people that are hard to invest into. Show us how. Give us wisdom and discernment. Father, for the people that are looking at the clouds and the trees and the wind, teach us, Lord, to take our eyes off the waves and to fix our eyes on you like the old Sunday school song with Jesus in the vessel I can smile at the storm as we go sailing on. he who observes the wind will not sow and he who regards the clouds will not reap. So as we leave these doors this morning, my King, we take our eyes off of every distraction and we fix our eyes on you, the author and perfecter of our faith. And in hard times, thank you that our faith grows. And in good times, we rejoice in the benefits that you have blessed us with. And Father, more than anything, I thank you so much for forgiving us of all our sins and making us your children, your servants, and your vineyard. And now, O Lord, this morning, we gladly will put our hands on the gospel plow and not look back. Gladly put our hands on the gospel plow and not look back and say, use us for your kingdom's work. In every way we can, Lord. Our money is yours. Our houses are yours. Our family is yours. our, Our relationships are yours. Our talents are yours. Our lives are yours. We gladly surrender. Use us for your glory. Use us for your glory. Mysterious God that you are Work in mysterious ways Awesome eternal God that you are Be awesome and eternal in our lives We thank you Lord We thank you We thank you now May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ The love of the Father And the beautiful fellowship of the Holy Spirit Rest and abide on each and every one of you Guiding you in every way To be productive for the kingdom of God In Jesus name Amen Amen Amen. 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 God bless you guys Join us this Sunday at The Living Church Boise. Service and address can be found on our website www.thelivingchurchboise.com Visit our website for service time and address.